And this is going to be interesting. I haven't run a hardcore level 20 in, in a long time. I did it for a one shot, but that was kind of calculated. I kind of feel like this is going to feel a little bit different because you kind of got, what do we get to like level seven, level eight? Yeah, seven, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So there will be some interesting builds out of this for sure. I'm doing exactly what you'd think I'd do. <laughs> blow things up and manipulate battlefields and uh, make myself a giant mansion. <laughs> you know how I can make a tower? I'm better at that now. Now I can make mansions. He's makes a mansion. He makes a mansion and walks into it and lets us fight it all out. <laughs> no, even worse. <laughs> he waits until you're Enjoy. all like near the point of you know finishing off the big bad, but you guys are like horribly like mutilated, like, mutilated, <laughs> and then he casts time stop, right? And then after casting Welcome time stop, he ca he stacks up his spells, goes into his mansion. Has like a coffee, a Danish, um, <laughs> has like, you know, folds his laundry, does his journal, you know, and then comes out and then like <laughs> restarts it. <laughs> well, that was a fine distraction. And of course, now you must be a bit more aged in your ability to speak uh, because you've seen more of the world, Hero. How, how much time has passed? Uh, almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah. Almost a year. But certainly a, a to... year of inhabiting a very different frame of mind than I was before. The rumors of the old, insane Harrow wandering the deserts have percolated throughout the wastes for, for the better part of a year. Your, your long evenings of weeping and pining for your lost Zephora and clutching the egg <laughs> in its gelatinous sack tucked neatly away. <laughs> and then getting so stoned you inadvertently ate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call a munchie. Stoned on cosmic power, maybe. <laughs> Hello, kitty. Hey, you have a floof with you, Dan? Or is that oh, or is that the bean with oh oh he's not so little anymore. Oh my gosh, she's so big. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> I get yeah. to see Kiss. her in two weeks. The bean says, take that. I just saw that little puff. <laughs> my uh my little bean is next to me. Oh puppers! <laughs> Right behind the rolling chair, which is a very safe space to be. Callista saved our puppies. Mm, that's good. They had Parvo, nearly died, mm -hmm. and she saved them. I'm so glad. So, babies. Oh, yeah. Baby blue healers. Mm. Recruited for the ranch. Well, hey, everybody. We are back for our finale of Age of Arcanum. This is going to be a blast. And I I really wanted to do this for a couple reasons, and I've talked to it uh, with our players. Um, 
We are rapidly finding ourselves back into the post-COVID period or the beginnings of that. And so a lot of people's work schedules are changing. Uh, Dara is now Eastern Standard Time. Uh, she used to be Western Standard Time. Uh, Dan, who's play Harold with us and had to take a break, has agreed to come back for the finale. So this might be a little bit longer than usual tonight, but that's okay. Um, and then... Um, Shannon, who plays Gray, um, she wants her Fridays back, and I'm okay with that because I totally understand that. I totally get that. Um, so, without further ado, let's talk about well, a couple things. Uh, feel free to check out our uh, schedule. Obviously, Friday is going to be replaced with something else, it's probably going to be replaced with a live in studio game. Um, I'm currently coordinating that out as I go. Uh, we currently have a live studio game on Sunday. We have games on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, Thursday is going to be Star Wars. Um, uh, that's going to be starting in a few weeks. We did our character builds with Enigma uh, recently. Uh, I think we did that last night. It was a lot of fun. A lot of silliness and... Um, I, I, I basically built the biggest douchebag uh, smuggler um, uh, for that one. Um, and, you know, he's he's going to talk like Hans and Franz the whole time. He's going to look at his droid. His droid is called RU-69. RU-69, why is the why is your piloting programming so bad? What's he do with um, that robot when no one's looking? <laughs> and Gajo will be playing RU-69. Uh, so he'll be in the Star Wars game with us as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but... Um, as a reminder to the community of players and storytellers, this happens from time to time. You know, you get a campaign going, uh, people's lives, um, you know, always take precedent. Um, I don't care what's going on. The game is the fun time. And if your stress and things that change make it so it's not the fun time anymore, eh, it's okay. Uh, make something fun out of it. Conclude it. Uh, build some really fun epilogue around it. Let everybody kind of walk away with their players and have fun with those players. Um, it happens. I've had a great time. This would technically be our 25th session today. Um, but, you know, Fridays are a tough time to get steady games going because a lot of people, unlike me, um, have normal work weeks. And that Friday is kind of important. It's part of that mental game and that... Um, uh, mental care that I always talk about. You know, if a game is not helping you uh, manage your mental care and it's stressful, we move on. It's fine. It happens. Um, but I am a little bit sad because um, there were some really fun arcs that I had planned for each of the players. The only arc that ever truly concluded for the most part uh, was Dan's. Harrow's arc for the most part concluded, which allowed him to go wander the desert and um, and then I built a little arc to bring him back in with everybody else, which I was kind of going to do at some point based on his schedule. Um, now, Dara's arc, we were about to wrap up most of Gray's arc. They were going to go back to the Stonewood with Callan, um, their wife, and then they were going to have a whole kind of conclusion of their arc in the Stonewood within the floating city oh, of the Frozen Heart. Including an arc. <laughs> um, I mean, you're assuming that we didn't just, you know, murder Cal and Sadara could be okay, you know. I have plenty of ways to bring her back, so I dare you. Oh, yeah, this is temporary murder. 
<laughs> All murder in D&D is temporary, I assure you. And and then she comes back and she's like, you cheated. And you're like, no, you were murdered. <laughs> we were on timeout because you're murdered. And then once the rebel forces laid siege to Wyndham, that would have concluded Dara's arc to a certain degree. Um and then Zephora's arc was kind of tied into Dar's arc a little bit with the um, liberation of Wyndham. And we, you know, we'll conclude all these arcs and talk about them. Um, I had them all Mark written out for the most you. part from a framework perspective, um, but I always leave it a little bit loosely uh, written out in case certain things happen in the game that kind of allow for the arc to take on new kind of um, ways of going and not necessarily lock you hard and fast into an outcome so hey join our discord we do monthly giveaways um and uh uh do me a favor dan i haven't ha asked you this for a while are you are you still gaming do you got anything going on oh well you know uh i i do game at times the only games i am involved in that uh, in involve releases and in times and so forth uh, you can find uh, me most Tuesdays on the Uncanny Pros channel if y'all will give me a moment I will certainly get a link for that already it is, in the chat uh, beautiful <laughs> humans um, it is out, out there on Twitch we run uh, content from the lovely third-party D&D 5e producer Gooey Cube. Uh, I'd suggest you check them out as well. They have a lovely, thriving community of creators, and uh, it is it is always a delightful game to be a part of. Uh, we've been going, you know, geez, it's probably coming up on two years now. Um, it's amazing how that happens. With very few breaks, yeah, it's the uh, and we're level four. <laughs> they're they're mean. They're mean yeah. about leveling up. Yeah. Um, Holy but yeah, crap. Hi highly highly encourage you to drop on by. We've got uh, you know, like it's it's a small stream, but it's definitely a lot of very loyal people in that chat, uh, including some people here who were just. Wonderful commenters. <laughs> um, and I it's a Dan. The, uh, the other, the other thing I am in that is releasing, I believe, uh, another human here will be uh, discussing. So I will leave that to them. Cool. Shannon, talk to us about your latest effort to trying to get caught up on your editing, please. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, my latest effort to try to get back to editing. Um, it's called dropping this game. No, yeah, um, <laughs> I hear you. no, and I totally get that. I spent an entire back-to-back two-day, mm -hmm. like I used Thursday and Friday this week to do like twenty-two videos, like thirty-one audios, and I was just like, I don't know how I'm. You know, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah, so I've had something to do after work every single day for the past two, three weeks. So we're getting there. Not really, but we can yeah, I hear you. Are. I, um, I feel that. What are we referring to, you might ask, in Bleak Del Diablo? They <laughs> made the ascension. I should get to the ad part. Uh, fifth edition game. Boop, boop. I say fifth edition because we have borrowed some Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition rules and smooshed it together with mage rules and elf sprinkled a 
sanity system on top of that. And boy, is it punishing. I mean, it's great. <laughs> Everything's fine the whole time. Dan, you attest to that not being true. Uh, anyway, that is available basically anywhere you can find podcasts. And then at the same time, uh, same stream, um, Section 6 is releasing, and that is a technocracy game about uh, the handful of uh, rapscallions who uh, have basically gotten on the... Good Lord, Gadget. Tell those jets to not right, land in your front yard anymore. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, that's off. with my neighbor. The game is ending because we have all shot off into orbit. <laughs> anyway, Section 6 is a game about the techno brats doing their techno best. Not really. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> Blaze can be a good example of what uh, not to do in the game. I have no idea what you're Anyway, that's about. releasing Only alongside winning. Illegal. Yeah, the same <laughs> bad time, same bad place, but more consistently because the episodes are less annoying for James to edit right now. <laughs> and Uncanny Pros and Umbligo um, del Diablo is down in our abouts. They will remain down there um, forever as far as I'm concerned because they're two of the things I love to enjoy doing. Um, I love uh, for uncanny pros. I tend to library watch um, because I'm always writing or doing other stuff and I never can catch them live. So I go to your library for uncanny pros and I, you know, I pick out of there. And then when I'm busy around the studio, I put on Ombligo uh, because I have a hyper boom in the corner and I can just crank up the audio and just get a lot of physical work done while I listen to Ombligo. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of hooked on that, so I don't really want to see that ever to go away. Um, and I would really appreciate it, Shannon, if you'd step up your editing skills and get those done so I have something to listen to. This is where selfish me comes into play, goddammit. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> so. Hey, just over halfway done, I think, right? <laughs> so with that, let's quickly recap the entire campaign. Um, we are going to conclude all of the arcs tonight and the finale should be something interesting and we'll get to the finale here shortly um, without breaking or doing too many spoilers there definitely will be a major encounter tonight um, as with all finales um, you know a little tabletop uh, mini battle cam makes it for a little makes it a little bit interesting so our team, after starting their adventure, earning their citizenship in Titan's Fall, managed to find their way into the Avoste household. Once in the Avoste household, they were commissioned to travel down into the old belly of the city and search for something that the Avostes couldn't get through. They were trying to get through the memory door. With our team able to get through that door, they found themselves traversing through the old city of Arcanum. And Lord Arcanum dwelled in this protected city for millennia, if not more. And he had poured his entire essence of his ability to cast and manage arcane uh, magic, as it was known back in, during his time 
into something called the Conduit Stone. With the Conduit Stone being protected from the goddess Talona, who had brought the destruction of Arcanum, as well as the destruction of the entire world of Cinder, the team learned a little bit about this. One particular member took a blade of nefarious origin, and as they cast themselves out into the planar nethers to escape the um, bowels of this ancient city, they began their journey out among the wastes. They started their journey in the southern wastes, came across a community called Espis that rode the back of a giant Brachiosaurus that wandered the great nomadic deserts. They eventually found their way to the Femur Valley, where they linked up with some memories, some uh, past memories. Here, um, Gray, they had found their, well, their presumed dead wife, Callan. Callan has put together a, rev a rebel force of survivors of the slavers. However, before meeting up with the, that force and before meeting up with the expeditionary force from Soot, the team traveled back through the depths of the waste and made their way into the Ironwood. Once in the Ironwood, the team made their way to the Frozen Heart City that now floats some two miles above the surface of Cinder. Like all seasons of heat, in order for the elves to avoid the damaging and oppressive heat, they have a magical city that essentially rises during that time period and then will eventually come back down to Cinder. The team, however, gaining the advantages of the council, Medi, Gray, sorry, I went, I slipped into Debtor's Gambit there for a moment. Gray, with Callan's help, convinced the castle or the council to allow them to finish the vision walk. This vision walk comes to a conclusion where a celestial gate is revealed to the council. And this celestial gate allows the entire population of the council and elves to escape Cinder. However, a dedicated group called the Air Drake Riders of the Stonewood decide not to go. They decide through Callan and, and um, Gray's insistence that they aid in helping restore some of the balance that has been lost within Cinder. With this, the team men made their way back to the Cratered Valley. Once in the Cratered Valley, they met up with the expeditionary force of Soot and then eventually uh, Callan's rebels. They spent a season of the slave season freeing those at random, uh, attacking the convoys, making it difficult for the slavers to operate. This caused the slavers to act very de desperately and to isolate their death wings in an attempt to assault the what they thought was a very small rebel force. With that, the, the death wing units of the slavers was destroyed, leaving Wyndham vulnerable to attack. The team helped plan, assemble, and then launch the attack on Wyndham, where Gregor and the master artificer known as the Surgeon were dealt with and brutally brought to heal and eventually uh, were destroyed. This meant that the entire industry of the slavers that was built had collapsed in on itself, allowing for those enslaved in Titan's fall 
to uh, be bolstered and have confidence in mounting their own rebellion. Taking advantage of this, the team spent the better part of a month organizing a large, massive force, including getting communication from Soot that a massive armada was going to be sent directly into Titan's Fall at the behest of their coordination. Many thousands of troops were assembled, but prior to launching this uh, season of attack on Titan's Fall, the team found themselves receiving information that Roselda Avoste had somehow managed to break into the old city, and when she did, she gathered up the remaining essence of Lord Arcanum within something that she had constructed by a family member that unfortunately I hadn't met yet, but he was a master artificer as well. And the great Helix was born. And here, this massive beholder was brought into existence to contain the essence that was discovered of Lord Arcanum, which turned out to be his memory of self that they had encountered many, many months before. She'd also gained knowledge to the Ancestral Valley. The Ancestral Valley, where the birth or the, the creation lore says that the three gods were born from and where they also were destroyed. With this information, the team had decided to make their way across the entirety of the Arafan continent and track down the entrance to the Valley of the Ancients. In doing so, they had learned that Rackham had an opportunity to gain chief, uh, chiefhood and possibly unite the tribes. So, as they entered the Ashen Valley, Rackham was bolstered by their encouragement, and Rackham managed to unite the 15 tribes of the Goliaths. The timing couldn't be perfect, as the master artificer that Rizalda had recruited had managed to create thousands of abomination constructs to support her effort in the taking of the Valley of the Ancients. Here in the Great Plains, of the sand dunes of the Ashen Valley. The team prosecuted an intense battle and managed to drive Roselda off deeper into the Valley of the Ancients. As our team redirected the Goliath tribes towards Titan's Fall, where Callan, uh, Rackham, and um, a lot of the other uh, leadership cadre were now planning the final assault on Titan's Fall, the team had a surprise visitor. Harrow, after wandering the desert and the western salt wastes, as well as bringing unification to the Council of Barons, once again able to bring a large force to bear deep into the central Arafan Highlands. With that, they too were redirected towards Titan's Fall, and it looked like the best opportunity to undo the highborn Arafanians of Titan's Fall was about to happen. But unfortunately, the team of five found themselves within the Valley of the Ancients and had finally learned the unfortunate reality of what Griselda was attempting to accomplish. She had taken the essence of Arcanum, poured it into a construct, and is now going to use it through an offering to Talona in hopes of becoming not necessarily immortal or ascended, but gaining the power and ability of creation through 
Talona's will and bringing Talona back within the material plane. The team, convinced that this would only cause harm, they also learned that buried deep in the Valley of the Ancients, through the Glass Spire Mountains, was the honeycombed remnants of a great citadel that was dedicated to all three gods. This is said to be a place that was built approximately the same time as creation lore began for the world of Cinder. Here, they found a labyrinth of difficult areas to traverse, but always on the heels of Roselda and her construct, that they went deeper and deeper into the citadel until they finally came to what was called the Progression Chamber, or the Temple of the Ancients. And once here, they could see where the two effigies had been destroyed. No time really knowing when they were destroyed. But the great effigy of Talona lies in the very back of the chamber. Now they can see Roselda's transformed figure as the great Airdrake Lich of Roselda hovers in the ruins of the chamber while the beholder funnels power into the obelisk. So, with that, we have summarized where we are as of now. Five of you hover on the edge of the cratered area known as the ancient temple. Looking down into this great room, you can see in the very back wall of the space, an effigy of Talona that stands some 100 feet high. The center of the room, you can see a large purple obelisk that is coalescing with arcane power. In the ruined tower next to the effigy, you can see where the great Draco Lich or the great Drake Lich hovers, waiting for completion of this arcane effect. And the floating beholder, known as the Helix, hovering nearby, channeling the arcane energy from itself into the obelisk. You then watch as the obelisk begins to swirl with power, coursing electrical arcs of light out and through the chamber. All of you sit nearby, staring down, looking at this playing out. Whether there's time or not, who knows? Is there anything you'd like to do before we move on? Well, there is something I would like to have done if I knew I was going into battle. Is that possible? Sure. Uh, it would take one hour to summon an elemental to okay. help us. Which one? And, and I'll say, I'll say, this is like that kind of you know when you're playing a, ga a video game is that pre-buff moment. We'll just say yeah. as you progress deeper into this citadel. You're essentially accomplishing what you want to pre-buff, any pre-activities you want to prepare, or any possible pre-conversations you want to have before dealing with this situation down below. And, hey, guys, uh, how do we feel about this? Uh, death words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> have some power, Grayson. Which would be of use. I would be grateful mm. for it. Power meaning uh, that if you die, you come back for a little while and then maybe I can uh, fix you. Power? Yes, precisely. 
And I may bring you back not as a skeleton. I'm much better at that now, just for the record. I could bring you back as a skeleton, though, if you really wanted to. I think that that would be really fascinating, honestly. I'm not I entirely certain I even have nothing. a physical skeleton anymore. <laughs> wait. Wait, do, do, do you want me to check? Second check. <sighs> See if you have bones. Do you want me to do a bone check, Hera? I'm not entirely certain. I demand a bone check. check. Medicine? (laughs) Does this boy have bones? Yeah, how much of me is, like, I don't know, a a physical bird man, and how much of me is, like... Well, your travels... If I have bones, they're almost assuredly hollow. You have hollow bones. I'm a a hollow hero. <laughs> Your travels have kind of brought you to the to the edge of barely having any physical manifestation. Very similar to Merrick. I'm sure Gajo is eventually going to update his title to Merrick for me, so yeah, everybody knows he's Merrick. Um, <laughs> uh, 18 on the bone check. Does the boy have bones or? Um, looking at Harrow as he is, you begin to realize that whatever arcane nature that he's been experiencing has definitely changed him physically. Go ahead and give me a medicine check as you examine the way he... uh, His appearance is disturbing, but yet kind of strange as well. Hey, Gajo, when you get a chance, update your title bar to Merrick. Uh, 29. 29. His form lacks structure. You've noticed that the entire time since his return and traversing through the Glassspire Mountains into the Citadel, he never touches the ground. He never truly walks anymore. His wings kind of fold in a transparent energy up underneath his mantle, but his mask is still there, more of a fusion of who he is than a distinct kind of like separate item of who he was it's the persistent vapor that coils around his body 24 7 that tells you whatever arcane transformation he's gone through it's been a journey and he would have made it clear to everybody like if everybody keeps calling him hero that's totally okay whatever <laughs> words you use are fine or god god works He's he's just <laughs> he would view Harrow as like a really interesting memory he has. As he's a lot more than that now. Okay. So well, with that, any preparations oh, you want to do? Now's the time. Yes, yes happens and death voice on those boys. Okay. So I drop my dark. potion of flying. And okay, so fair. You take your potion of flying. And <clears throat> I'll spend four key points, key points to make my, give uh, myself empty body. Okay. I think empty body is pretty badass, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Can hear the energy crackling down below. Okay, myself, uh, Dara, Harrow, Death Ward. Okay. 
Thanks, babe. <laughs> and Dara, your tattoos are now complete. Oh, heck yes. They were fully restored and completed when you were in the city of Wyndham. And one of your special abilities once per day is you can invoke the song of the barbarians and restore up to 30 hit points instantly. And that's an energy that you get from your tattoos. I forgot to add that. That was my bad. Nice. Thank you. I was like, oh, that's I realized I had two separate notes. I had my Discord notes and my OneNote notes. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot the tattoos. And I felt that was kind of important. So um, that's uh, in addition to the circlet, right? Correct. Okay. Or the gloves, whatever gave me the other additional. Gloves. Okay. Yeah, one of the two did. Yeah. There's a lot of cool clothing items I got, you know. <laughs> Uh, um, so uh, now that that spoiler has happened, uh, finally, I would like in preparation to rage. Okay. Uh, bonus action rage will suit you better once we're in initiative. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Because you'll fall out of rage. What? Oh, no, you can't fall out of rage. That's right. You muted yourself. Oh, yeah, like right before. Because I know it's only like a minute, but. Gotcha. For dramatic effect, I just wanted to drop that since you kept calling me a barbarian the whole game and now I actually have barbarian levels. I know, right? So. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I can lose you. Okay. Okay, uh, one last thing. Okay. Uh, I would like to contact other plane and ask the other players and in character if they want to ask something specific about what is about to happen, I, if I am able to contact a demigod, he can provide us some useful information. So is that a thing you are interested in investing sometime in? I mean, I don't know exactly who. I mean, you can make it part of the journey to this point. I mean, yeah. remember, we're, we're, we're playing this out as if this has been a prolonged journey up to the final encounter. So I'm pretty much letting you guys kind of do any prep that you want to do prior to descending down into the temple. Hero would have wanted to understand the nature of whatever ritual he understood them to be performing before arriving, because as much as he is not on board with sacrificing all of this power to Talona, it should go somewhere, right? Yeah, fair assumption. Uh, you would presume that she is doing some kind of version of divine intervention, mm -hmm. but through arcane use of the obelisk, and you and Merrick would have shared an opportunity to discuss that the conduit stone is meant to restore the obelisk as well. It would appear that Roselda has found a different way to attempt to accomplish this by the construction of the helix, which possesses the residual essence of Lord Arcanum and whatever magic could be utilized from him. Well, Merrick and the, the stone would be one path, though destroying our enemies here, if it should be accomplished, there might still be some energy left over in that helix, right? Correct. Okay. All right. And Merrick currently has solidified within the world, meaning he has corporeal form now that's permanent. 
He can at will always change to his misty self, but his corporeal form takes on the visage of a skeleton, and he too never touches the ground. The conduit stone and him have fully embraced and are Aww. set in their ways. You're you're getting more physical and I'm going the other way. It's like Benjamin <laughs> Button. We're meeting in the middle. <laughs> no, you guys are like you guys are gonna be like Viger. Yeah, Viger. Yeah, like <laughs> Uh, I think this uh, ethereal form is so much more familiar to me than the, his other form because I was inside the shell where this hidden form was active, you know? Everyone the sacrifice the outside. The sacrifice, however, is the relationship with the conduit stone. The conduit stone, in order to harness it and allow it to give you the arcane ability to infuse the obelisk you have to have this relationship with it where you become more corporeal than than ethereal. ethereal. Um, and that relationship is what's dominating and giving you the opportunity to either infuse the obelisk with the intent of whatever the stone's going to do, or it's possible you can use this as a way to stop whatever Roselda and the Helix are trying to do. And for you, Zephora, the one other thing I forgot to mention, your child did hatch. And because of Arrow's arconic nature, she rapidly grew within the matter of months. And she currently heads your order of monks that you've established in both Wyndham, as well as some of the lesser communities that you did traveling with everybody else no no spoilers for a potential dune part three movie for non-book <laughs> readers in the future but i feel like we've got an alia situation here <laughs> and with that this has garnered you the ability to call on the believers and the believers are the name that the monks have taken because they are re-establishing symphonius's word so once per long rest you can invoke divine intervention without it costing you anything. In other words, depending on your situation, if you reach out to that divine intervention of Symphonius, she may or may not help you depending on how you ask her. But you get that one for free. Per long, sorry, per long rest. It's basically like having a phone to her, <laughs> but you're not really sure how she's going to answer. You know she's there, she's going to pick up, but you're never really quite sure how she's going to answer. Alright, as, uh, as to Merrick's question, I would say that while we are attempting to fight these physical manifestations of power on this realm while we have ties to the other realm, I would merely request that they seek to do whatever delaying tactics that they can find uh, so that the conduit is less stable on that side. Fair enough. If, oh, if but in all actuality, though, uh, Dara's a preparation is going to be to go ahead and activate her crimson, right? 
Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and get uh, the glowy sword uh, rapier going on okay. and take damage. As always. Yep. Uh, so that will. Um, yeah. So Dara's gonna take out her rapier and do. Oh, let's say do a slice across the upper shoulder and then take eight points of damage. Okay. Okay, so I will only ask one question about this place, but I basically want to... Oh, no, the question has to be yes or no, right? It was a 21 roll. I want to know if there is a weak spot in this whole ritual that we can hit that will damage it. Like, what, are, are there any weaknesses to the enemies we are fighting? Something There's like a that. whisper yeah. on the wind within the cavern that all of you are hovering by, looking down the great stairs into the temple. And just for the briefest of moments, you watch as the obelisk kind of glows and then fades and glows and fades. You get the feeling that the obelisk is both strength and weakness within this plan. So the obelisk is partly in the ethereal plane? It's possible, yeah. Mm, interesting. Uh, no, you can actually ask that. You can make sure you know. Is it? That would be the answer. It's possible. There's something oh. about the physicality of the obelisk that makes it very difficult to reveal and understand both its capacity and capability. There is a otherly worldly kind of energy about it. So would, as, uh, I, would I have only just found this out once my spells were already prepared? Um, no, you can make some tweaks. I'm okay if you want to do some tweaking. In that case, I would like to have unprepared teleports okay. and have prepared etherealness. Okay, it's a good exchange because you and Merrick would have made this discovery during the journey. Um, okay, Gray, their narrative was concern for Callan and tying Rosalda down here to give Callan the, the the added bonus of laying siege and taking Titan's fall. Dara's revenge and Sephora's revenge has already been done upon the slavers of Wyndham. That has been accomplished. They are here because they have journeyed with you for so long. This is more of a narrative of Merrick and Harrow taking the journey through the glass spire to finally understand what it takes to un either undo this, weaken it, and since the battle of the, the Dunes Plains with the constructs and fiends that came along with the Helix and the Master Artificer, you begin to realize that she was dabbling in other um, regions and, and realities of existence to harness the kind of power that she's assembling. And you're beginning to understand that her power is not fixated on the material plane. Whatever she's done to make this deal, an attempt to um, harness the abilities and powers of Talona, is forming your and Merrick's reality of what's about to come. Zephora's quickness, Gray, their ability to support, Dara's violent streak and your two manipulation of the arcane is forming the beginnings of possible plans. 
Uh, I should I should point out to everybody in case you uh, didn't know that we also have a free divine intervention in our back Correct. Also, would um, Haru and Merrick have shared anything about the ethereal plainness of this with Dara? Because we could assume that everybody would be having these preparatory conversations ever since you entered the Valley of the Ancients and completed the Battle of the Dune Sands. Once that was done, you recognized what was about to happen through either the investigation of the constructs, the understanding of the helix, um, as well as the intent of what Rosalda is attempting to accomplish. This was the journey down into the Citadel that would have allowed all of this conversation to happen. Bringing you to the edge of the ruined temple, staring down at what's going on. Uh, excuse me, is the twins a uh, good demigod to contact in this? I just want to, uh, to pin Inderfan down. Inderfan, in yeah, and I would say through most of the journey since the taking of Wyndham, You've come to realize that this world was ruled by three gods, three lesser gods, that had traveled the primordial sea. And there was a creation lore around them that became more myth than reality. But at this point, you're beginning to realize in an effort to save the prime material plane from having a permanent access via the chaos of Talona, the, th the three gods destroyed this world in hopes of Talona never gaining it. Talona expelled all of her energy in hopes of stabilizing it. This great collision of their battle made it difficult to understand their pantheon. Were they good? Were they bad? Were they merely just battling out over the myth, you know, over the creation of the planet and its existence and therefore inadvertently destroyed the planet but that, that mythos has garnered you all to believe that the twins are malevolent and Talona is very much benign or a malignancy of sorts. Whatever their intent as pantheons meant for this world, their reality of their conflict and confrontation with each other has brought the world to ruin. Whether or not this can be undone with their help and whether or not the Conduit Stone has the energy that Lord Arcanum had placed in it to bring the world back into existence, which we had discussed in some of our previous lore conversations within the game itself, this is that one opportunity as a result of the Conduit Stone being placed back with an obelisk. And the one thing you would have remembered, Merrick, coming into the Valley of the Ancients is it looked very similar to the verdant vision that you had recently in regards to the great waterfall and the great citadel buried beneath the waterfall. So some of that vision is coming true for you. So the five of you on the edge of the temple ruins, watching the arcane energy pour out of the helix and in to the obelisk. Any last words you have for each other? Any last concerns as you stare down at these abominations? Goodbye. 
Yeah, well, tequila's a father. After a year of traveling together, Zephora still hasn't learned human emotion yet. Mm. <laughs> no. Really? Not at all. And Merrick, special. you did mention an elemental. Which one were you thinking of bringing into the mix? An air elemental. Okay. To be um, greater or normal? Oh. I'm not this sure if that's is, an option. Going to depend on the spell level, I guess, right? Either but way, I, I got you covered. Cool. Either way, I got you covered. Um, I would just want to, I guess, as part of the preparation, just um, bring up, I guess, specifically with Harrow and, and Merrick, that like, if needed, I can do it twice where I can step into the ethereal plane and interact with objects. So if I'm needed to kind of jump in and do some beat down over there, that would be possible. Okay. I can also do such a thing for um, up to eight hours. Yes. I'm really good at dealing with magic users up close and personal. So whoever oh, I need to right. attack. Oh yeah, Please well I can also do that and bring you all with us. So, ha. Take that. <laughs> Excellent. I was just saying that we Sorry for thinking we were cool and individual. I thought, oh, I, I, oh, I didn't think I was going to win that confrontation. I thought we were doing a fun thing where we kept. Oh okay, well, you know the joy quiet. of level twenty. Let's one up this shit. <laughs> Whenever or however it becomes necessary, that we might need to travel to the ethereal plane. We should understand that the most necessary person to be there. He's likely Merrick. If there is a chance to grant the power of the stone and have this activated as it was originally intended, I think that Merrick is likely the one to be able to do it. Uh, and it might be more efficient where the power truly resides. Okay, well, let's see. That's gonna do me good, so it doesn't matter. All right. On a more personal note, you have all had some great role to play within the narrative of my existence. <laughs> and if dark, this dark boy, and if this should be <laughs> the last time that we interact with each other before our fates are undone by the existence of a more powerful focus of entity, it has been deeply entertaining. I agree. Entertaining is a word. It's been something. Are you saying, Harrow, that you've grown to appreciate the arts? While we dance on the stage for you? For your entertainment? Uh, Grayson, hmm? I have always found you entertaining. <laughs> he hasn't Guys, I think bit. that's a compliment. I'm going to take it as a compliment. You know, small victories where you can get them, right? Absolutely. Do with it whatever you like. I'm going to fold it up and put it in my pocket. 
keep me warm on a cold night that's in the future because we're going to live. Okay? Cool. But death is just the cold hug. <laughs> and as we do not quote to... the dark magics to me. <laughs> <laughs> do not quote the hug to me, witch. <laughs> I was there when Blood. he was given. <laughs> Blood hunter, witch. I'm hungry. And I wonder whose heart I'm going to eat tonight. Don't look at me. Do beholders have those? I'm I don't very know. excited I'm very... to find out. Uh, Dara's going to turn to Zephora and just be like, we'll make it through. We'll still be blood besties after this. <laughs> oh, I fully expect to be covered in blood at the end of this. Hopefully eating something's heart. Excellent. Just like old times. <laughs> just like that minotaur heart we ate. That was great. <laughs> you cooked yours, but I loved it raw. With my uh, third level's free spot, by the way, I will be ready to, as I believe we're, if, if we get to determine when we enter battle, Correct. I will use my haste upon uh, Dara until the hey. necessity should arise to change my concentration to something else. Yeah, because their focus and concentration on the obelisk will be such that you will get each get one free action as you descend into the temple. All right, yeah, that'll be haste on Dara. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do my stuff right before we roll initiative. Because it is sensual, Sam. <laughs> All right, let's put haste on Dara. Ring a ding ding. As per usual, I'm going to hold back physically. <laughs> You do know by hasting me, you're about to make my turn instead of taking like an hour, take two hours because I get that other attack. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good. Uh, we want I you to get all the attacks. You're a barbarian blood hunter. Oh, yeah. I'll wait till I get my attacks. <laughs> about yeah, I'm going to say Zephora has some nasty stuff going on here. I'm pretty excited for that. I yeah, just I'm, be dropping my spells. I'm, I'm excited about doing some of this stuff to people. So. Pyro, your free action. Hasted Dara. Everybody else, what do you want to do as your free action? You're currently up on the temple stairs, looking down into the space. The helix, the great beholder to your left, focusing the energy through its eye, and it just constantly fluctuates with power as a source into the great obelisk. The great effigy of Talona in the background, flamed with arcane light, and the great Draco Lich or Drake Lich, known as Roselda, resides up in the greater tower near the back of the temple. All right. If that's that's my thing taken. Well, I'm <laughs> drinking my potion oh. and doing my key energy so I can uh are we allowed to do something offensive if we want to maybe go last? I do my empty body and my flying push. Um, yes, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. So, Dara, anything you want to do with your action? Your... your 
free yeah, I was I was looking. The things I would want to kind of do for free, I think, are all bonus actions. Really, my only action is go start attacking, unless I would. Um, well, as a free action, you could immediately move into base. That's what um, I'm thinking. Uh, with either the helix, well, either the helix or the obelisk. Those are your two main things that would be something you could move immediately into base with as your free action. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go uh, get up and personal with this helix. Okay. Yeah, I, I, for the record, Harrow thinks that. And by the way, Harrow, the obelisk you have, you, have cool, you, you have cool wings. Oh, I've got cool wings. Oh. oh, the, the oh obelisk, we your, should destroy your, the obelisk. Is your shadow no, that's not. Your shadow that's not what I'm saying. Right there. So. Oh, shadow boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna boy. leave the obelisk to the, the the spooky magic people until you know it's called upon that they need me to do something and well, worry about taking down the physical things. Yeah, I want to take some parts of Merrick and put it in the obelisk. That's up to awesome. Merrick. Uh, uh, I would be smiling, but I have no lips. <laughs> that's that's the more fun version of I have no mouth and I must scream. <laughs> I'm a, I no must smile, but I have no lips. <laughs> that's the it. next T-shirt design. Yeah, yes. I know, right? <laughs> just a just a skull that just looks like kind of vaguely happy. Yeah, and then just can you tell I'm smiling? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any any anybody else got a thing? Anybody else got a thing? Uh, I'm going to uh, tell my elemental to help the party. Okay. So give disadvantage. Uh, uh, I mean, advantage for to attacks and stuff like that. And if he finds a breach to attack, he can he can be intelligent. So enough as to, your free action, you can immediately move your air elemental in support of Dara. Who's attacked? Who's Dara, moved in base with yeah. the helix. Yeah. So okay. yeah, like, be smart, and I have to be smart also. I I would like to let everyone know that if I lose concentration, it will turn against us. So I will stay back for now, and I'll dispel it once I I go into battle. Okay, just so you're, you know why I'm back, back up. Yeah, yeah, and it it won't be dispelled if I lose concentration. It will turn against us, so it is really important that I don't get hit. Receive. Just that. Love it. All right, we've got we've got two soft boys in this battle. Is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, that should Great. definitely be interesting. So, Zafor, anything you want to do with your free action? Um, so I've already drinking my invisibility. I mean, I've already well, got invisible. Was, that was pre buff. This yeah. is this is all the pre buff is done. This is what you guys are. I mean, this is superhero launching yourselves down okay, into, into the temple. The, well, I'm going to attack the, the Draco Lich then. Okay, Ooh, Draco Lich up. is currently 30 feet up in the ruined temple and about um, 90 feet away from you. Oh, well, then I'll attack the eyeball thing. Okay. And you took your potion of fly, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I can go. Yeah. And I'm invisible. And I can only be hurt by force damage. Uh, well, I have resistance to everything for force damage. Okay, good to know. All right. All right, I believe that leaves us with Gray being the last one. What would you like to do? Let's go ahead and send it, shall we? 
What are we sending? Oh, some some fire. You know, fire. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. First spell of the night is fire. Ah, yes. You know, let's go ahead and just make a nice snaking firestorm. Okay, where would you like to cast that? <laughs> um, so it's 10, 10 foot, so I definitely want to hit Dracolich, obviously. Okay. Bad. And then, you so know... Five, as, you will drop five behind the Helix and five on the Dracolix? Dracolich? Well, I was saying more along the lines of a line. So like a... Almost like a napalm line running. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. What's the save on that? I believe it is Dex. Let me double check. Hey guys, maybe I should have read the spell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one moment. One moment, please. I want to say Dex. Yep, Dex. Okay. And it's mostly focused on the Dracolich finishing the backside of the helix, correct? Uh, yeah. So Dracolich, and then just like us. So you see that line of people? Just right. I can't. Now, I don't know what the helix is. Uh, the helix is a beholder, so okay. So like, line belly, it, yeah, okay. yeah. The All effigy them. of Talona is more of a part of the lair, so, but because it's a lair statue, it does have you know, uh, it can take damage. So you can mm-hmm. drop it in a way that it it starts at the Dracolich through the tower, along the base of the effigy of Talona, and then finishing right at the back of the helix. Where the three of them have, right? yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so Ob- obelisk we want to keep, helix we want to murder. You got the, it. The Talona effigy auto fails deck saves, so we go like ahead that. and roll damage, um, and then we'll calculate whether or not the effigy is destroyed. Um, the Dracolich is immune to fire, which you just found out by casting the ability. However, the helix will make its deck save. And I rolled double nines plus five is a 14, which will fail. Oh, good. It doesn't have crazy saves. This is my first time doing high level 5e. It had, it, oh, well, it just, gets all, it gets, it, it gets saves. Oh, you mean legendary resistance? Well, so I'm just used to playing 3.5 in Pathfinder, but they get saves of plus 40 and shit. <laughs> yeah, the only thing the Helix gets is a bonus to spell saves. Or a uh, advantage on spell saves. So All I rolled right. double nines. Annoying, but workable. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of math. It's a lot of dice. <laughs> How is the high-level wizard going to be the person who has the least rolls to make? I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll in D and D Beyond tonight. Yeah, calculus is gonna be a thing tonight. <laughs> Definitely be a thing. Uh, Fifty-eight points of fire damage. Nice. Nice. So with that, you immediately um, you immediately break the concentration of the helix. You watch as the beam of energy collapses to the ground and dissipates. The obelisk goes back to it no longer spins. It's now stable and the arcane energy in it is still pulsing but is no longer being fed as the helix loses concentration. So with that, everybody go ahead and roll for initiative. 
put your initiative number in your name title and we will organize the order of battle that way. Oh, there goes there goes uh, D and D Beyond giving me shit rolls. No, fucking <laughs> D and D Beyond. Dar with a twenty three. Holy shit! Harrow with a nineteen. Plus five to initiative. For the record, I rolled an eleven. War Mage is insane. Yeah, yeah. Just waiting on the. We can't. I can't see. You have to put yours at the beginning of your title. Shannon, because that's the only way I'll be able to see it. <laughs> Grayson just has a very extra name. That's all. Uh, yeah. Grayson extra? What? What? It's called a uh, tin. It's cleric initiative, man. <laughs> so with that, Dara, you are up. Merrick, you're on deck. All right. Stop on in, guys. This is going to be a bit. Do it. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Level 20. That's the first damage of the battle here. First damage. Here we go. Of the melee. Oh, melee. Fried the helix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're taking out our shiny rapiers. And uh, that is a 26 to hit. 26 will just barely hit. Oh, my God. All right. Give me a second. You watch as you strike it. You manage to push through the barrier that's encircled around the helix, and your hand manages just to break through the force. Okay, uh, that is 18 points of damage on that first attack. And since it was hit with Crimson Right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, brand it, which okay. does lots of things now that we're level 20. There's like four improvements on that. Um, I don't know if you want me to go through all of those. Go for it. Okay. So not only does it do the original stuff, which is um, whenever uh, I always know the direction of it, um, whenever it deals damage to me or a creature within five feet, it takes um, six psychic damage. It also, um, my weapon will deal one additional Hemocraft die of damage. Okay. And also um, it w the creature cannot take the dash action. If it attempts to teleport or leave the plane, it takes 46 psychic damage and makes a wisdom saving throw. It fails on a fail. Um, so yeah, fun fun things added. Nice. It is branded and you have anchored it. And Excellent. currently it has a headache of psychic damage or potential psychic damage. All right. And then second rapier attack, we are going to do... Eight plus seven plus seventeen. Oh, that is seventeen points of damage on that one. Okay. And then we're gonna do it again. Go for it, because you are hasted. And oh wait, I didn't actually. I didn't roll for attack. Sorry for that second rapier attack. I was gonna say. I'd... Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, let's do that. Oh great. Um, that will be a twenty-eight to hit. That was one, one higher. <laughs> okay. Yep. So that that'll stand. 
Okay, then we're gonna roll for that second one. Um, that's not gonna hit. Um, that is a 17. 17 will miss. That's what I figured. Oh wait, I think I have I have advantage on attack rolls because of the gloves. So there you go. Give me a second. Uh, that is a natural twenty. Natural so that will be twenty. A Thirty-one to hit. Thirty-one <laughs> will definitely hit. It's since it's a natural twenty times two or twice Amazing. the dice. Um, of all of it, even the hemocraft or just the uh, rapier. Anything that you have to roll dice for is times, times two. All right. That is, oh, great. That's not, that's six on. That's something that gets lost in translation a lot with the critical role. Because whenever I say times two or twice the dice, keep that in mind when you're about to roll damage. Because any dice you roll, that is times two. It's, we just don't times two your modifier. All right, that is 29 on that one. Nice. And we're going to roll for the second rapier for the second attack. Go for it. <laughs> that is that is a 24 to hit. I'm not sure. If 24 will hit. miss. Okay. As you feel the barrier in your hand get pushed back away from the barrier that's currently coalescing around the helix. And then I am going to growl menacingly, uh, bring the blood up through my veins to a boil, and then initiate my rage as my bonus action. Gotcha. You guys watch as Dara is a blur, a flurry of activity. You watch as already streaks of blood pouring from her wound on her shoulder begins to percolate up through the pores of her skin, covering her body with this strange kind of translucent crimson glow as she just goes into a blood-curdling rage, striking at this creature. That'll finish Dara's turn. Um, did that Eric, include you, the, the haste attack? I believe, how many attacks yes. did you make? Yeah, yeah so I did, um, I did my two rapiers, then I did my two rapiers again because of the haste, and then I used my, instead of the extra on the bonus, I, I got rage going. Cool, cool, gotcha. Cool, 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 cool. So with that, Merrick, you are up, and then the lair is on deck. Uh, so I want to understand the battle a little more because I'm not so familiar with the monster names. Where are we in the match? So you and Gray and, um, good Lord, Harrow. Sorry, Harrow, it's been a while. Um, you, Gray, and Harrow are up on the stairs looking down into the battlefield. To the left, mm -hmm. the Helix is engaged with Dara Zephora and your air elemental. Back in the far okay. right of the temple is the Drake Lich that is hovering up in the ruined tower. You just watched as Gray, they unleashed a firestorm across the center of the temple. Uh, the others are physically engaged with the helix off to the left. That engagement and that damage done by Gray has caused the helix to lose concentration and the arcane energy is no longer pouring into the obelisk. The obelisk so, yeah. is the the vessel in the very center of the space. The effigy of Talona was just heavily damaged by Gray's firestorm. So it doesn't seem anyone else is concentrating in anything, right? Not that you could tell. So uh, there's does it seem is a herald by my side? I would right. say Harrow is actually midway up the stairs, purposely keeping himself at a safe distance. 
because he's a squishy boy. Very much so. I don't know, man. It looks too straightforward to be that easy. And I'm kind of concerned about hidden enemies. Uh, <clears throat> but as an action, I'll just conjure my longbow okay. from my patron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And stay hidden. And I can't okay. do anything else because uh, I had to conjure the longbow. Okay, that'll finish your turn. The lair will go, and with that, an arcane energy pulses out from Talona's effigy and begins to immediately give off this necrotic kind of energy. The handful of subterranean creatures and insects that dwell here begin to just fall dead immediately to the ground. I need everybody to make con saves, please. That's a funny thing you said. Hey, nearly as well as I could do. 18. Okay. I got a 27. Okay. Yeah. I got a 17. 26. Okay. 19. DC was a 19. So if you rolled a 19 or higher, you take half damage. If you roll an 18 or lower, you take full damage. As the necrotic essence coming out through Talona's effigy, uh, 32 points of necrotic damage. Those of you that failed are also now poisoned, unless you're immune to it. If you're so, resistant to it, you're allowed to make advantage on your con saves. So 16 would be if we saved? Correct. Okay, and then if I have resistance, and half of that, right? Correct. So okay. 8 for you. Well, nothing to do about that. Um, uh, 8 for me as well, because my crimson right is um, gives me resistance. Uh, Gotcha. So with that, Merrick, you are now poisoned. Make sure you make your concentration check. Harrow, yeah. are you considered poisoned as well? Uh, yeah, nothing Nothing I have would change that, I think. Okay. And took the full damage. I am resistant to poison, in fact. And <coughs> so you have advantage on your con save. So go ahead and give me That's, a second I was a just checking roll. that. Yeah. Let's go, let's go. No, that's even worse. <laughs> so you are yep. now considered poison. Give me a concentration check. Half damage is 16, so you need a That's 16 a constitution, or... right? Correct. So you need to roll a 16 or higher. Add your con bonus. Oh, now I roll a 20. There you go. You maintain your concentration at this point. With that... <laughs> The how many Draculich, hit points? I'm sorry. How many what? Hit points. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. And with that, the Draco Lich is going to fly over. Hover in the center of the temple, and unleash. Um, Death's gaze, and it's going to. So at its flying height, it's actually even with the three of you on the stairs. So I need all three of you to make intelligence saves, please. I need Merrick, Claro, and Gray to make intelligence saves. Oh man, 
Uh, net one. Yikes. <laughs> Ouch. You're muted, Harold. Sorry, I did the opposite of what I was trying to do. 21 on a roll of nine. Okay. That will definitely save. Gray? Uh, eight. That will fail. So for those of you that failed Death's Gaze, you currently have an intelligence of one. Hate that. Jax! <laughs> Uh, since uh, you saved Harrow, you take 22 points of psychic damage and you are not dropped to an intelligence of one. Well, I'm at a third health before I've acted. So that will finish the Draco Lich's turn. Um, the Helix, unfortunately, roll a really shitty initiative. So Harrow, you are up and Zephora is on deck. Okay. Well, I want to try and get through one more turn before I wall of force us in from this lich. Okay. Because I'd like uh, to try and work some offense. And as a reminder, I gave you two superior potions of healing. Yes. Everybody got two of those for the, for tonight's event. But I'd have mm -hmm. to take an action to do it, right? Bonus action. A bonus action. It's an action to put it in somebody else's mouth. It's a bonus action for you to take it yourself. That was one of my... That's always been my homebrew for taking potions. Okay. Well, in that case, let's do that. 8d4 plus 8. Okay. Is is that accurate? Uh, 8d4 plus 8, yes. I believe that's accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. He gets 33 back. Nice. Using, the, using his bonus action for that. Uh, back up to 70 out of 91. Um, and and uh, yeah, let's try and work some offense. This thing's making us work saves. I'm going to cast Disintegrate at uh, the Helix. Uh, what level? Uh, let's see, how many sevens do I have? Got two sevens, and I've got Etherealness and Force Cage there. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do it at its original level of six for a uh, deck save of 20 it needs. With that, Roselda will counterspell it with a 22. I would like to my once per day counterspell their counterspell. You, what you accomplish. Okay. Um, so now I'll roll the deck save for the helix. That is a 11. That'll fail. Roll for damage. <laughs> ah, guys, we're in a wizard battle. <laughs> Spell, counterspell, counterspell. On D and D Beyond, can verify a humble gentleman's eighty-two. Nice. You literally watch as this disintegration spell coils with a reddish hue of energy, slams into the invisible barrier on the helix. You watch as it punches a hole through the barrier. And a huge portion of the helix just sloths off to the ground. I would he's like to act, be he's holding, looking pretty hurt. I would like to be holding out my hand on that, like it kind of stalls in midair for a second, and then I just like wink at the Dracolich as I force it through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
at the... Is that going to be your turn, Harry? Are you going to stay up on the I stairs? Took an, I took an action and a bonus. Uh, because I'm thinking if the Dracolich continues to menace us, I may have to cast Wall of Force next turn. I think I will reposition myself to between the people engaged with the Helix and the people on the stairs, uh, oh. somewhat centered between them. And then I'm done. Okay, with that, it's going to use all four of its legendary actions to anchor to the material plane. And it is going to use its word of Talona to um, give 200 hit points back to the helix. Boy, I got one. Well, that was rude. So if you're counting higher you level do. spell slots, I got disintegrate all day, baby. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Trust me, Roselda was not prepared for that. So that will, um, yeah, that will definitely. I, I like the oh shit, oh shit, oh shit moment that I just oh, got yeah. out of a damn Dracolich. Yeah, that was pretty freaking cool. Or Drakelich, whatever we're calling yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, Drakelich. Um, the Drakelit. The Drakelit. It's bad. <laughs> it's no. bad. Bad. It's yeah. bad. You know, you I'm just saying. It's just bad. Maybe look at my Drake Lich is bad. What's that, Grayson? Did it use death's gaze? It made me look at my own reflection. <laughs> Hello, darkness. <laughs> yeah, actually, when it did death's gauge, gaze on you, it, it does psychic damage through by showing you something that you believe is to be true and you fail. So <laughs> you watched Callan die. Again. <laughs> so that will finish all of its legendary actions to get the Helix the health. Uh, that brings us to Zephora's turn with Grey on deck. And the Helix will go last. Um, okay. I'm going to attack the Helix. Go for it. I'm also going to use Flurry of Blows on it, so here I go. Yeah, just plan on rolling persistently with advantage. Uh, 23? <laughs> uh, 23 will miss. Awesome. Um, I'm going to use my Kai points to increase that to, uh, was it, 26 hit? T. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to use my points to make it a 26. Does that hit? Yes, it does. Just barely. Okay. You managed to send your fist through the barrier. No, it's my it's my poison um my poison sword. Gotcha. Um okay, I'm just gonna do uh that badass eight, monk shit. 18 points of damage and then it's gotta make a save or it's gonna get four d eight points of damage. It has advantage. Well at four d eight he's gonna get half of that so let me do my four I can't roll saves to save my life. Um so that will fail. Uh he is resistant so he'll have He'll half whatever you do to him, but yeah. he is poisoned. 15 points of damage. Okay. It's a DC of 18, so, okay. Yeah, he failed. I rolled a okay. 7 and a 2. Okay. And let me, real quick, so I remember. Well, I'll just minus my two Kai points right here. Okay. And then I'm going to go ahead and do my Flurry of Blows. Oh, I'm going to do, sorry, let me do that another attack on this. Go for it. Because I got two attacks. Uh, 21, it'll miss. Um, I don't want to spend the Kai point, so it'll just miss. Um, and then I'll do my two unarmed strikes. 
Go for it. 32. That'll definitely hit. It will do 15 points of damage. And I'm going to attack again. 23, miss. Awesome, I can't hit shit. Okay. So, are you going to stay in base or are you moving? Um, I'm going to move. And I want to move into base with the Draco Lich. Okay. And I do not get an attack of opportunity on you, correct? Correct. I'll put you in there with the Draco Lich. Okay. I'll finish your turn. Gray, you're up, and then the Helix is on deck. Let me take my two. Okay. And Merrick, okay. don't forget the Air Elemental will start its turn in the next round on your initiative. Hmm. I um I opened up my browser here to get a better view of this, and I kinda want to just close it again because I don't know if I want to see <laughs> what's happening there. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got a helix, right? That looks pretty boo-booed, yeah? Uh, he used to. Used to. But he's all better now? He just, yeah, he, you just watched we, as the, we made him as burn a lot of just funneled uh, all of its energy, all of her energy into the helix to bring it back well, into don't like stability. That. that makes me upset. You know what happens when I get upset? I throw a temper tantrum. And then I cast all the and, bad and things. Yeah, I cast <laughs> you know? Sometimes we just gotta be out here casting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, let's see. I'm just double checking something. Uh, ah, ah. But you see, I also have all of my friends up in melee, which is unfortunate. So let's just go ahead and try to slap this gentle person in the face with a high-level guiding bolt. The helix? Yes. Go for it. Uh, God, I hope that hits. A 29. 29 will hit. All right. Here we go, blasting again. Blasting off again, as they so say. So came out blasting. It came out blasted, you know? Uh, all right. This is a lot of D6s. <laughs> and I'll use my, my little feature to add a D8 in there, too, because why not, as they say? All the dice. All the yep. dice. So D8 know. is a, um, what's it called? Is wow. <laughs> I heard that roll. Wow. Awesome. It was like you emptied a bag of dice. <laughs> no, it's so bad. It's very low. Oh, no, it's bad. It's bad. The well, you know, record you, is uh, radiant. I don't know if it makes any difference. If anyway. you just uh, put those dice in jail, you get the good dice out. I mean, my cousins, Hans and Franz, know all about it. Mm-mm. It's still bad. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! 
22. <gasps> Holy Off 96. Crap. Oh my gosh. You will wow. still be at guys. You will be at Ripped wow. off. You got ripped Ripper off. Ronies. Throw all those dice away. Ripper Ronies. I just got to throw them all away. That was a six level spell slot. My goodness gracious. Holy you need to what? go to the store and buy more dice. The now. audacity of the, these dice the right now. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Anything um, else you'd like to do yes, there, Gray? Yes, I actually think that there is something. I'm just double checking what variety of action it is. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm reading. I'm reading rapidly. I promise you, I'm trying to read. <laughs> uh, and, and if damned choir, if you're still watching, thanks for the follow. I really appreciate that. I missed that. Sorry. Okay. No. Nope. Um. That is that. Okay, I'll finish your turn. You're still up on the stairs. For your knowledge, Gray, for any, what was the range uh, of your guided bolt again for me? 120? Yeah, I think it's 120. Okay, so you are at your maximum range at this point. That's where you are. That way, when you want to calculate your entrance into the temple, uh -huh. you can calculate it from your max range with guiding bolt. You the creature, however, is lit up like a Christmas tree, but it yeah, is it its turn to go. It is going to do oh, its... Uh, the helix, it's the helix turn? Yes, it is. Okay. Just letting you know, because of my ancestral guardian raging, um, since I was the first creature I hit, it has disadvantage on any attack that's not against me. And then when it hits a creature other than me, that creature has a resistance to that damage. Okay. But that's melee damage, correct? Let me verify that. Okay. Because it is going to use its action to do arcane will. And I need everybody in the temple to make a deck save, please. Oh, wait. I have an intelligence of one. Can I still cast? Huh. Uh, at disadvantage. Okay. I'll give you that much. Actually, at the beginning of your... at 13. the No, with an intelligence of one, you cannot cast because that's the point of that effect. Um, which is okay. 22 hit points is not a big deal. I'll retcon that. Excuse However, me. Oh. <laughs> However, at the end of your turn, you can make another intelligence save to can get I your... Can I do something it. else on my action then? I could say you could do anything as long as it's, it's not casting spells. Well, it's, it's not, it's not casting a spell. It's doing something really unintelligent, like running in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that'll put you down <laughs> at the base of the stairs. Yeah. We'll put you down at the base of the stairs as your action and move. Don't. Um, uh, go ahead and give me another intelligence save you to get it, rid of the effect. My guy. My, nope. And who else? Harrow, didn't you get nailed by that thing too? No, you did not. Oh, okay. Someone else did, I thought. I think it was Mary. The dex check was 16, yes. Okay. Eight. Gray, how'd you do with There's something about save? it. No. Oh, you are still stupefied um and with an intelligence of one isn't that like a huge negative to my save it's a yeah. it's a negative all around i mean it would be um well, click God, on your, what, what's your current i think it's like a negative four or negative five yeah just click um, on your intelligence and change it to a overwrite it to a one and see what you, i don't want to do that because i'll forget <laughs> what it's supposed to be <laughs> that's what you get <laughs> uh, hey all right don't reward me like this for being honest Okay. So, so, which, uh, which way did they go, George? Which way did they go? <laughs> so, what'd you get, Dara, for your deck save? 
Uh, well, updating, I, I was uh, hunting around. It says any attack roll. Any attack roll. Okay, good to know. Um, so give me a deck save. Merrick, you got a 16. That will fail. Haro, what'd you get for yeah, your deck save? I get Eight. half damage anyways. Eight, that will fail. Sephora, what'd you get for your deck save? Mega 13. That'll fail. 21. 21. Dara, that will succeed. Gray, what'd you get? Hey, Space Junk, thank you for the follow. Much appreciated. What does it do? Okay, how much damage do we take? 16. Oh, I know I'm not getting... Hold on one sec here. Put that. I was like, why am I not getting notified? I didn't have my notifications up. Now they're up. All right. Sorry about that. So if you rolled a 19 or higher on your deck save, you um, will take half damage. If you rolled a uh, 18 or lower, you'll take full damage of 82 points of uh, radiant or necrotic damage from the helix. Down. And... Oh, yeah. Okay. I can um, have that with evasion. Yes. And also a resistance to necrotic, but it's also radiant, so no. It's right. not radiant, it's necrotic. So also radi uh, resistant to necrotic? Yep. So it's one-fourth of the damage? Yeah, just have it, have it, have it. It's the easiest way to do okay, it. Okay, I'm taking damage. So half of 86 is 43, half again is t uh, 21, and half again would be 10. So you take 10 points of necrotic damage. I got evasion, so I, I don't, and then with my resistance, I don't take any damage. <laughs> I think you have it twice, right? What? Because I failed the check, so it's half-half. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's 21 points of necrotic for you. Okay. And you watch, I you guys watch 21. as this arcane blast comes out from the helix, knocking Harrow to the ground... Um, oh, shit. <laughs> and unconscious. However, you are death warded, so I believe you're automatically at one hit point, correct? Oh, oh okay. Yep. So death ward will go off for you, Harrow. You, oh, once again, that familiar feeling of dying and coming back returns. Um, anybody else? Once again. <laughs> anybody else? Well, Harrow used to die a lot. It was pretty fun. I did. Um, I got to 91 Harrow, hit points. I thought I was fine. <laughs> So, everybody else still on your feet at this point? Yes. Can you remind oh, me wait. where Harrow How is much, on the map? What was the damage? Harrow is right there. So he's within 30 feet of me? Uh, he's within 10 feet of you. Noted. Cool. What was the damage? 86. Oh! Sorry, 82. Sorry, 82. <laughs> okay, so I failed my concentration check. Just... Letting you know. Uh -oh. Okay, so the air elemental is now uncontrollable, correct? Yes. Great. I fucked up. Uh -oh. I never expected like the environment to attack us. That was your first mistake. <laughs> I guess you've never been in a big boss fight with this guy yet. <laughs> I, I have never been beyond level 7. It's uh -oh. like... Be prepared to die. <laughs> I want to the see the Zephora. I want to see the Zephora way of saying "prepared to die." How would Zephora say it? Um, prepare to die, Merrick. <laughs> yep, that's proper creepy right there. There you go. All right. <laughs> Being dead, <isn't> that. 
It only hurts a little. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. <laughs> a Minnesota monk, don't you know? <laughs> All right, that'll actually okay. finish the helix turn. That's the only thing it can do. It can, because as its action, it does arcane pulse, and then it is uh, reestablished the connection with the obelisk at this point. That's all it can do. That'll finish its turn. That's the, guess what, folks? We're at the top of the second round. Hey! <laughs> and that means, Dara, you are up, and then Merrick is on deck. Dara is a little miffed that all that damage kind of got negated. That was very rude. Um, and <laughs> she already marked it once with the, and she's going to uh, use a blood curse to uh, do an additional mark. Nice. Um, so I am going to this. Oh, what is the name of this one? Uh, yeah, Blood Curse of the Marked. So um, until the end of uh, the turn, whenever you deal right damage, I roll an additional Hemocraft of right damage. Um, and so we are going to start our long line of attacks. Okay. Maybe not. All right. So that first one's going to be a 21. A 21 will miss. Oh, much better. Uh, that is going to be a 28. That'll hit. Excellent. So that is... And we have another one. That will be a 39 points nice. for that one. Oh, yeah, advantage. I could have rolled with advantage, damn it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I have advantage. Thank yes, you. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, remember, you have advantage on all your attacks. And I actually did worse, so that first attack still wouldn't have hit. Um, Good to and know. since I already bonus actioned, I can't do a third attack. Um, so I think that's all I can do that turn. It's kind of sad. All right. That will finish your turn. Merrick, you are up. The scene for you, Merrick, is the Dracolich and some invisible form are engaged. Um, you watched as Harrow took the full blunt or brunt of the arcane necrotic blast from the Helix, sending him unconscious to the ground. However, you can see that his eyes quickly open up as well. Um, However, for you, Merrick, I believe you still have an intelligence of one, correct? Yes, but I don't think I'm going to act now. I'm just going to ask for help from my patron. I'm just like, please help. And I'll invoke a horde of ravens to attack them. And they'll take okay. 2d6 with no no save. That's Fair enough. the best yeah. I can do. And go, go, for ahead, the... go ahead and give me a d20 and add your charisma to it. Your charisma uh, bonus. Oh, that's nice. Oh, man. It's an 8 with a plus 5, but it's an 8. 13, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, the bit of drool coming out of your the corner of your mouth, you find it difficult to form the necessary words to beseech your patron. Although a small flock of ravens flurries out towards the helix for 2d6. Simple Jack over here. Uh, can you roll the 2d6 for me, please? <coughs> that is a seven. 
It has to make and another I concentration can... save. Give me one second. That will actually pass. Okay. Oh. And I was actually rolling another... for you and Dara, so. So at the end of your turn, Merrick, go ahead and give me another yeah. intelligence save. Please, please, be nice to me, Beyond. <laughs> no, it's a four. Yeah, you are oh. still unable minus to cast. one total. Okay. So that will finish your turn, Merrick, unless you want to move. Currently up I'm on going stairs. to move, uh, I, I, I mean, maybe like 150 feet away from my target. <laughs> no, <laughs> and hide. Don't, don't get any further away. You want to be close <laughs> I, to me right now. Really, you can do something. Okay. I can make so us stay close. somewhat safer. Okay, I'll stay close. I'll put okay. you down at the base of the stairs with Gray. That'll finish your turn. The lair but is... I'm hidden. Anyways. The the lair is up. Um, I'm not sure you possess the intelligence to know to hide, but you know, I you go ahead and give me a stealth with disadvantage. I just need to not drop on this turn, and I can buy us time. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a four with a total of 22 but i have uh advantage on all stealth checks so that's normal roll right correct so i can't i can't go below 22 okay fair enough um with that the lair is going to go and then i believe the dracolich goes and then harrow's on deck so the lair is going to do a necrotic blast yet again uh so i need everyone to make con saves please Natural one. You are already oh, poisoned, Harrow, so you're fine 13. there. Yay. So I get taken damage anyway. But, yeah. but I'm am at one hit point. 24. 24. 15. Okay. okay. Is this against spells or other magical? This is a, a effect. This is not a spell. It's an effect. Okay. Or is it a magical f- an effect? It's just an effect. Is it a magical effect? I'm just no, it is All not. Right, I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but is it magical? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I'm good anyway. Beat you. Beat you with a truncheon. What's the damage? Uh, damage is 19 points of necrotic damage. I should have halved damage before. I forgot about my durable magic. I was maintaining haste on Alyssa. I had plus two to all saving throws. You want to re-roll your save? I mean, on this one, I only rolled a one. It's just before I missed the save by one that did a lot of damage. To yeah, me. no, have it yes. then. Well, yeah, go ahead and calculate that one and rec, rec on it. I'm fine oh, with that. Oh, damn. Did I not take my extra haste attack? or have, No, that you died. If I was down, yeah, yeah, no, at the top of this turn, I had been down. I lost that. Yeah, yeah, never mind, never mind. Um, but okay, yeah. cool. If you're okay with that, I will... Yeah. I will Okay. Trust me, level 20 is a very back. complex thing to manage. I'm perfectly fine with retconning things that we miss within a round. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Uh, yeah, so does the resistance to necrotic also applies to the damage? Correct. Okay. So that will bring 
Now the the Drake Lich would normally have advantage on its attacks, Zephora, but because you're invisible, it has disadvantage. So there are six regular attacks coming at you. Okay. Oh. So the first two, that is a dirty 20. That'll miss. Miss. The second one is a 31. Hit. Okay. It's one hit. Oh. Never mind. The next two is a 16 and another 31. So two hits. Mm -hmm. The next uh, two is a 25 and a 34. Two. So four hits. Four hits. I wanted to use a reaction to um, negate or decrease one of those by 1d10. Okay, go for it. But I was supposed to do that before I knew if it hit or not, but That's I didn't fine. get a chance to get that in. Okay. No, I'm fine. Go for it. Okay. Um, so one of those reduce it by six, one of the 31s. Okay, I will take that one out. Uh, what kind of damage is this? Slashing. Okay. That is uh, 49 points of slashing damage total for you, Zephora. Okay, so have that, because I have resistance. 20. I think Zephora's the tank tonight. 25? Excuse me. Well, Dara, you're more deep. Well, I guess you and Zephora are the two tanks. And the DPS <laughs> nearly died. <laughs> yeah. All right, that will finish the Draco Lich's turn it will stay in base with Sephora um, and now that he now that the Drake now that Zerelda has hit you at least once it now has true sight on you and can see you while you're invisible okay I'll finish her turn um, Harrow you are up with Sephora on deck all right well the first thing I'm gonna do you said we had two of those potions right correct we have the other one. Yep. Uh, let's see. And that will automatically, if you take that, it'll cure you of your poisoning as well. Terrific. Um, okay, so let's see. We're rolling mull on these. Uh, that's a 31 back. That's actually pretty good for superior. I know. That's, that's it's, really good. Both, both of these were very good rolls. Nice. Okay, so back up to 48. Um, and then I that is my bonus action. With my action... I am going to cast the fifth level spell, Wall of Force. Specifically, I am going to be... Um, hold on, let me pull the thing up. This will be a new concentration spell, so my AC and uh, saving throws will both be up by two again, as long as I can hold on to it. And my plan is to shut in the Beholder uh, with us in... Uh, it what it defines as a hemispherical dome, um, and I want to trap both the Dracolich and the Obelisk on the outside of it. And it should be stated uh, that while it is up, um, it extends into the ethereal plane, blocking ethereal travel through the wall. I do not know if that is the method via which the helix is transferring its power into the obelisk. But if it is, that's cut off too. Fair enough. And I will, um, 
So it'll there. be like right in between uh, <laughs> the Draculich. Like it'll be like right in front of the Draculich's face since it was flying down to attack us. Right, right. Like right down in there. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Blah. Good and, to know. Uh, nothing can physically pass through it. All right. And there's no save on that, right? There's, yeah, there's there's no save. It lasts for the duration. Uh, With that, you watch the beam drop. Uh, you watch as the Draculich immediately recognizes what just happened. Um, anything else you want to do before I use legendary actions? I believe I have nothing else I can do. Okay. That is my action and my bonus action. You watch as she stares at you and her eyes flare. I need you to make a charisma save, please. Is this a spell? This is a spell. I get I get in a reaction attack. I have Mage Slayer. Go for it. I'm going to get my attack in. Okay. Well, I only add one, but good 23. roll. Twenty-three. I'm going to use two Kai points for it. To, what's it? What's it? The the. What what do I need to hit the Draco Lich? Uh, twenty-two. Oh, I hit. Shit. Okay. okay. Go for so it. So I do. It has to make a. a it, to maintain its concentration or whatever on the spell, he needs to make a uh, disadvantage roll. That is a 21. Okay, so it takes 23 points of damage and poison damage. Which it's immune to. Okay, so immune. Okay, so I'm going to roll. Correct. And you would have realized that after striking the creature. Okay. All right, so 23 so points. So, with that, what'd you get for your charisma save, Harold? Uh, nearly a nat 20. Nearly. A dirty 20. A dirty 20. DC was a dirty 20. Ooh. You felt your existence begin to disintegrate <laughs> around you <laughs> like you were being banished. And you managed to focus and keep yourself anchored in place. And she is looking pissed off. The wall remains. The... Dara, with you being in base with the Helix, you are now realizing that the Helix is completely transparent. It is no longer anchored to the material plane. It is in between both the material and the ethereal plane and is unable to physically manifest itself as long as this dome is in place. This force wall. Okay. So, you definitely disrupted that part of the plan. Um, when it takes like Sephora, you are up, unless Harold, you want to move at all? Uh, I guess I'll just move back to the edge of my wall. <laughs> or I'm less likely I thought if that, if that thing moved uh, out of this plane, it takes psychic damage. Yeah, I is it? It's... So, that's what I was going to say. So, if it's yeah. in between, but I mean, if it tries to shift. Well, it was forced to shift. It still takes psychic damage, so go ahead and roll the psychic damage. Love it. Yay. Sorry, let me double check exactly how much. I'm so excited. Uh, That is 4d6 psychic damage. Hey, Helix. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. (laughs) And I would also say at this point, Harrow, there's a brief moment where that familiar memory or that familiar essence of Arcanum stands alongside you and kind of just nods towards you 
and then kind of just slowly kind of evaporates. Your support is unnecessary, but welcome. You get the feeling it was more of, I'm inside this thing. Get me out of it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get you out of it. Uh, that was 14 psychic damage. 14 psychic. All right. Good to know. And With speaking that, of psychic damage, um, I think it was supposed to take more, a few more for uh, hitting my friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. remember, it did an arcane blast, which is not an attack roll. It was a save. Oh, it do- it doesn't say an attack. It says whenever the branded creature deals damage. Oh, that's different then. Yep. Mm, go ahead and roll that. So it takes another six. Oh, I don't okay. roll that. It just takes six. <laughs> takes six. Gotcha. Good to know. Sephora, you are up with Gray on deck. Okay. I'll make my attacks on the Draco Lich. Uh, and you're thorium. currently considered concentrating, right? Me? Um, Harrow? Oh. Yes, I'm concentrating on the Wall of Force. Okay. Uh, okay, I use my key and uh, do my Flurry of Blows also with this attack. So, Go for it. And you're uh, free to drop your invisibility if you want to, because now that you've been marked by her, she can see you anyways. It's up to you. Well, I, I, get, I get more than that. I get my invisibility... But I also get resistance to all damage gotcha. except force damage. Gotcha. So and that's the empty that body effect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And that lasts for one minute, so 10 rounds or whatever. Um, so I hit a, hit with a 28 and 14 points of damage. Okay. Hit with a 23. 13 points of damage. On that first one, both Harrow or both Merrick and Gray re- regain their intelligence to normal. As I failed my concentration save on the Lich, I rolled a natural one. Yeah, and they did. So she and, drops and, her uh, concentration on both uh, Merrick and Gray. It's a super powerful ability, but she has to maintain concentration for it. Thank God. Uh, 30. I divine intervention that. I know, I was thinking you, <laughs> but once again, you can't even, like, speak words. I mean, you're basically sure. a puddle of drool with that. Yeah, but I mean, the can thing help? is, like, if the DC is higher than a 15, it's physically impossible for me, so. True, and I think I'm thinking more of if you were to have a zero or a negative intelligence from specific effects that would basically kill you outright if you had no intelligence. Yes, concentration is a balance. I, I actually like concentration because it, it, it helps everybody kind of balance out their ability for what they do. Because now Harrow has isolated Helix or the Helix. And with that, as long as you maintain concentration and Merrick can, you know, force the other half of the plan and get to the obelisk, things can start happening that force a little bit more uh, concern in Rosalda's way. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy. That's the idea. Okay, so it takes another nine points of damage, and then an eighteen. Nice. It is an eighteen miss. An eighteen will miss. Okay. Hey, space right. junk! Thank you for the follow. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm getting delayed follows. That's where they all win. 
I think, I think, um, I think I know a damned choir and thank you. Yeah, for some reason we were getting some delays on that. That's weird. Okay. All right. They'll finish your turns before you stay in base with it. Yep. Okay. Um, with that, Gray, you are up and you've regained your intelligence as the visage is lifted. Alright, how far away is Harrow from me? He's in his own bubble, question mark? Or behind a force wall? He's behind the force wall. All friends are are within the bubble. Are within the bubble, okay. So I can use things on him. It's a big bubble. It's a big bubble. The glitch is just on the outside of it. Correct. Okay. So I used the, the orange dome to kind of show the demarcation between the point of the wall that, that Hera was focused on. Otherwise, the bubble is just this huge, arcane, kind of um, uh, like gaseous form just forming around everybody. Except yeah. for Zephora, who is currently engaged with the Lich directly. And I will be rolling for the air elemental at the end, and I'll roll for um, whether or not it stays engaged with the beholder. Got it. How far away is Harrow from me? Um, Harrow is about five, ten feet from you. Okay, good. He's real close then. If you are, and, and okay. you do whatever you want to do. Currently, I'm at forty-eight out of ninety-one HP. Of you're thinking of healing things, you need reference. Yeah. Um, double checking the healing that I got says it has a plus twenty-five bonus. Correct. Is that like? It's just Every time you cast heal, you get an extra 25 because of the item that you currently possess. Do a little okay. one on me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to just do a second level spell slot. Yeah. Uh, cure wounds, obviously, in case it wasn't clear. No, it's inflict wounds. <laughs> <laughs> I invented Band-Aid on you. Inflict wounds is so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Missed uh, 40. 40? Alright. We... We, we back up to three below max. Nice. We love to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding, Sam, but my God, do we need it. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. Cool, tight. I'm going to just be here. I'm going to just be here and, and chill <laughs> and try to stay alive to keep everybody alive. You know, okay. we chilling. Alright, so I'll finish your turn. At the end of your turn, the Helix will attempt to go. The Helix is currently trapped. It cannot do anything whatsoever. It cannot reestablish oh. a link with the obelisk, and it cannot anchor itself because of the force wall. I'm I'll helping. Finish, that'll finish its turn. Doesn't he take more damage? Oh no. Next no, because he can't do anything. Um, yeah, does Dara get her damage from, from it? No, because it can't do anything. No, because it, it's only um, when it sh- tries to shift plane. Right. It's not, oh, okay. It's, yeah. not the whole time. it's currently yeah. trapped in between two places because of the condition of the force wall and how it was drawing the arcane energy into this. However, I do need to make a check. Uh, nope, that's a pass. Um, Arcanum does not come out of it. Um, so with that... The air elemental is now a random situation. <laughs> Random. He does not, he does not stay linked with 
the beholder. Please Let roll. Me... Smack the scary thing. That should be a really big threat. You don't like it. I'm hoping air elemental. Our friend. <laughs> I hope that works. This I'll be honest with you. Not your best work. <laughs> yeah. And with thing. that, it's going to turn itself onto Dara. No, don't bring worry. it on. And it's going to make two slam attacks against you. Cool. Sorry that, about that. That is a 23. Um, yes, that will hit. And a 24. Also will hit. For a total of 28 points of, of bludgeoning damage, which you're raging. That so will you be half. Have yes. the 14. Yeah, then the egg hatches and a false hydra pops out. Hey, actually, that's a good idea. Let me get my Hydra. I know I got one here somewhere. Yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just, just wait for Merrick to cast some more things that will attack us. We won't have to do Hydra. anything else. He'll do it all for you. I'm here to make it emotional. Thrilling. I'd love it if I am the beat... emotional support that you deserve. I would love it if we <laughs> beat the BBEG and just all fell to the elemental afterwards. Yeah, right. It just beats us to death. So we, we beat the campaign and then die. Then die by our own hand. <laughs> die by air of asphyxiation. Um, all right. That. Okay. Uh, we'll finish the air elemental. Um. That's all done. So yeah, top of the third round. Oh, uh, move up. Dara, you are up. Merrick, you're on deck. Hey. Okay. Um, <coughs> we are gonna do the same thing. We're gonna first do our bonus action and um, mark it again, since that's just her turn. Because um, we have extra things to expend. Uh, and then a first attack... Okay, that is a 26. Uh, on the helix, yep, that'll hit. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like 20. It's somewhere around there, okay. <laughs> um, so that will be... Meh. Um, Meh. Six plus... Well, I mean, I rolled a, a one for that, but... Um, okay. Oh, and all of the Kuma Crypt dice. That will be uh, 30 points total on that first attack. Nice. And then we're going to try to do it again. Go for it. And Take it not. away, those 200 hit points it got back. Okay, cool. 29 on that one. Hell yeah. Nice. That's the hit, right? Yeah, 29. And keep in mind, you're no longer hasted. Yes, yeah, that was just my second attack because I have extra Go for it. That is a little better there. Seven plus, eh, nine. Okay, well, that was only 16 on that second attack. Okay, anything and else you I wanna do? used my bonus action, um, so I am gonna stay put. Okay, that will finish your turn. At the end of your turn, um, mm -hmm. the Draco Lich can still see you. Can can it penetrate the force wall at all? 
Not like, unless it, some very specific things happen, I think. Because um, it wants to do Death's Gaze on her, which is a um, spell effect it can cast. Can it wall, cast it, through the Force Wall? Or does that consume it? Each panel must be in... Uh, nothing can physically pass through the wall. It is immune to all damage and can't be dispelled. Uh, extends into spirit, uh, ethereal plane. It does not mention an effect on spells cast through it. I imagine that things that are like, I, I, I don't know, uh, evocations and such would probably detonate on impact and cause no damage, but I do not know about things that are just targeting stuff on the... Let, let, me, let me look this up. Yeah, go for it. And we'll come back to it since it is a legendary action. Merrick, you are up, and then the lair's on deck. Um, <clears throat> this, can you give me, like, uh, I'm really having like a uh, lack of experience. I need a, a small description of each one of the possible targets. Like, well, like currently you have, currently you only have Helix. one target at this point. That's the Drake okay. glitch. The Drake glitch. We have total cover and you cannot cast at something behind total cover. Almost nothing can be cast through a wall of force. Holy shit, this is a good spell. Yeah. Can you cast out? I do not believe yeah. I can cast at something on the other side of it. I believe it also has total cover. Gotcha. Good to know. It's basically a giant shield. Yep. Okay, so I can cast it inside of it, and I'm not going to cast something that demands a constitution so save your, against... So your initial goal of isolating the helix has essentially happened. Yes. So yes. with that, Merrick, the Dracolich is not a target for you, and neither is the helix. For you, Merrick... Your only option that you feel like you might have is now beginning to deal with the obelisk. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna just maybe roll out of cana because I'm really lost in, 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 in how I can RP this, but uh my like I can RP but I can't take make any uh educated decisions on what to do. I'll Think just... of it this way, right? So as a, a bonus yeah. action you can do very quick things. As long as you describe it in such a way, an action means you can do a little bit more than just a quick thing. So it's not like you can do an investigation or something like that. Yes, These I can. I be... can. I can do some of those things as uh, I can interact with objects. So I'd like Correct. to make an arcana check with as a bonus action, and even if I have yeah, an arcana maybe check, I have to an arcana check is going to be an action. Okay. Hey, I mean if. If you're unsure of what to do, why not? Right? Like, if, yeah, if nothing yeah. else can do stuff to you. Yeah, I honestly was not expecting the helix to get isolated <laughs> so quick. So this is this is pretty cool. Oh my god! Oh, the force is so clutch. Yeah. It was a one. It was a one. It 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 blinked on the nineteen, and then it rolled to one, and I haven't rolled. Anything do inspiration. Do you have inspiration? <laughs> do I have inspiration? Do I have any? Oh, let's let's just be thankful that it wasn't like something worse. You know, it was just an arcana check. I might 
just do something very stupid and fuck us all up. But let me know uh, what <laughs> was like the conclusion. Eh, why not? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's see how it goes. Well, to Paradox Tox's point, the because the helix is trapped in between two realities, nothing can really damage the helix right now. As long Unless as that's, it's also in the ethereal plane. Right, but it's not. That's the problem. The, the, the way the wow. wall of force has disrupted its nature and what it was doing, it literally currently doesn't exist, which is why I can't do anything right now. So as long as that wall of force is up, it's truly isolated. And Stop. only... Stop. Stop. Right? And, and here's the thing. As it blinks in and out, that's the only way Dara can make contact with it. Okay, I was going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So literally, it's phasing in and out, stuck between these two realities, affording Dara the opportunity to engage it. But unfortunately, the creature can can only focus on reestablishing with the, with the obelisk. <clears throat> and currently, it cannot because of the effect. It's isolated. As long as Harrow maintains concentration. And unfortunately, your wall of force will not prevent the lair action, which is something that permeates up and through the entirety of the temple. Yeah, I'm well. strongly considering uh, taking the dodge action for now on, so I won't make things worse. As a bonus but, action? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think I can as a bonus action. I mean for every. Well, keep in mind, you're in initiative. Turn. So if you want to try yeah. to decipher this obelisk, if you take the dodge action each time, that's going to consume your action. Well, I tried to analyze it as an action, so I don't, I can't bonus action uh, a dodge. Right. I just... that's, but that's my point. At this point, you're trying to figure out this thing. So yeah, during your time. turn, um, Harrow's isolated it. During your turn, you're trying to figure it out because at some point, Roselda is going to figure out what's going on. Currently, her insight rolls have been bad, so she's not really sure what's going on. So that she's focused on Zephora because Zephora and her are fully engaged over in the back of the temple. The only existential threat really is the lair itself while you guys maintain the isolation of the helix and try to figure out what's going on with the obelisk. Okay, so that's a Yoti. As I try to figure it out and fail miserably. Well, I will give you this much of a reference. There is an arcane nature to the obelisk that it's absorbing the arcane um, energy from the helix of what it was doing before. Now that that's been cut off, there is a strange kind of halted metamorphosis that the obelisk is going through. You're just not entirely sure what it is because you just you probably need more time to try to figure it out. So... With that, I believe the legendary action will be consumed. Death's gaze will rebound off of the force wall. Um, and as it rebounds, it'll be ineffective. So that's a wasted is legendary it, action for Zerelda. Um, is that a spell? Um, it is a spell. It's a spell effect. Uh, okay, spells. I get a reaction attack against... Go for it. Against her. I... I'm going to uh, do an, uh, one last observation because things are getting really tough and I don't like to power play and everything, but I'm going to use Incorporeal Stride to just try to avoid all damage and that is yeah, physical. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. 
Like, and that would be an alignment. It, and I would also say, but you didn't. No, I can't say it because you didn't ask specifically. But you're on the right path. Cool. Okay, so she takes 14 points of damage. Okay. All right, so that will finish. Okay, so whose turn was I on? I, I retconned the legendary action. Dara, you just was, went, right? Then Merrick went. Yeah, I went. Then, and then you okay, did it's your... Lair's turn. It's the Lair's okay. turn at this point. Um, and then it'll be the Dra- Draco Lich's turn. So I need everyone to make con saves, as always. Yeah. As so once again, in a this, time, this time I don't have to make any saves because I'm incorporeal, right? Correct. It's a physical are, source yep. of damage. It's a physical effect. Yeah, I mean, we're 